0: Today, I'm joined with Chris Michaels with a special guest by the name of Matt Landman, the director of the documentary Frankenskies, talking about chemtrails. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Welcome Bold Americans to another episode of America Emboldened with Greg Bolden and Chris Michaels here. Why? Because it's Friday where we are recapping the entire week's events and we have a special guest for you for today's show we're bringing on the director of the movie frankenskies which is an 80 minute social change documentary about solar geoengineering and chemtrails And this uh, documentary i had seen a while back but it was refreshed onto my wall recently when it was put back up on vimeo which as of this recording right now it looks like that vimeo has taken it down so it's no longer resting on youtube where it was removed it's no longer on vimeo where it's removed and that's a real shame because what my guest Matt Landman did, the director of Franken Skies, is he and his team put together all the documents that shows the history of weather modification. It shows that there are countries that have been practicing this. The military has been practicing how to get delivery systems. So when people tell you there's no such thing as chemtrails, they're lying to you. How do I know the censorship is real on this topic? Well, I just posted about the Biden administration's solar geoengineering plan on my TikTok page. And TikTok has removed that video for misinformation. I appealed it under the context that I was quoting the Biden administration's plan, and they still removed it once again for misinformation that they were standing behind it. For whatever reason, you cannot use the word chemtrails when talking about this. I can talk about solar geoengineering, but how dare I talk about chemtrails? So today, We're going to get straight into the thick of it. So Matt Lamon, welcome to America emboldened.
2: Thank you, Greg. I really appreciate you having me on. And I want to say um, regarding TikTok, there's no hashtag chemtrails. It does not exist. You can't do it. And so that's there. That speaks for itself. But they did let hashtag Frankenskies and hashtag Frankenskies the movie sneak its way in there. So that's really awesome.
0: Well that's a one way to get around the system I believe.
2: <laughs>
0: so let's let's get straight into it. How did you get interested in telling the story? What what led you to produce and direct this?
2: Well, when I learned about it, Kim trails, nobody in my circle knew of it at all, and then when I would finally come across someone who had even heard the term, they would only know that it was a crazy conspiracy theory and that I was nuts, but I witnessed uh weather engineering firsthand working on a farm in northern california and where uh we were we were experiencing a really long drought where we weren't supposed to usually we get like a seasonal rain that lasts like five months and we hadn't had that for like three years and so on the fourth year i was working on a farm we were expecting to get about a week's worth of rain and it's coming in off the coast and all these planes showed up it was the irregular occurrence of the planes. And then they were they left these persistent linear cirrus cloud formations out of the back, these lines out of the back of the jets. And as the storm, these black clouds approached, we were do 100% chance of rain. And these amphibious creatures, frogs and salamanders, I didn't even know lived under my house, they all came out for the storm, the storm didn't drop any rain. And I witnessed something what I witnessed was the administration of uh, aluminum aerosols because aluminum dissipates the moisture and doesn't let it drop. doesn't let it, um, come together and drops and fall out like cloud seeds do. Like when you do certain, uh, constituents, you can make it rain and aluminum makes it not rain. So I witnessed that. And then I didn't know what I'd seen, but just there shortly thereafter, a friend on the phone just said the word chemtrails in a rant. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, You turned me on to 9-11 truth, Matt. You sat me down and made me watch these documentaries. You got to look this up. And I looked it up and I knew exactly what I'd seen that day on the farm. And so I started digging, 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 digging. And I found that there was movies out there and stuff had already been done. And so I just tried to share that information with people. And what happened was nobody cared for one. And also they were easily nitpicked through the information. Like the, the documentaries that did exist, some of them had these like, Um, well, it's called the turd in the punch bowl. You can have this really nice (laughs) party, but if you have a turd in your punch bowl, everyone's just going to remember that and not remember how great your party was and the DJ and all that sort of stuff. And so some of these documentaries have these certain little aspects of it where I can't share this with my friends from, I grew up in Northern Virginia, just outside of DC. I got a lot of friends that work in the government and stuff like that. And they're not going to, like at one point in these documentaries, they're just looking at dead bushes and being like, see, this is obviously from the chemtrails you've got to be fact-based for these people, for the, for the, for the people to unlock any (laughs) brain. I mean, it's, it's deep. So I, I, I learned and realized I had to take it into my own hands and I made a documentary that I think is palpable and shareable for anyone. And so how I got into it was I learned something was going on. Nobody was giving it due justice. And The voices in it weren't loud enough. The activist community, I didn't think was loud enough. And I figured I'd get involved. And then when I did, I started to get some traction and hosted conferences and did a lot of stuff. I stopped Bill Gates from doing this experiment in 2018. We can talk about that. There's a lot that I've done thus far, and it's not over. I'm working on a sequel, and I'm excited to be here. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Uh, That's awesome. Great introduction to all this. And you're absolutely correct. People need have the facts and that's why i wanted to bring you on because you've researched this enough that you have the facts so people cannot just say well chemtrails don't exist this dirty word we can actually look at the government evidence from the cia we can talk about frequency we can talk about social geoengineering we can look at the government's reports so just one thing that matt was just saying to listeners he was saying you know he was looking at the clouds and the way that the cloud cover was starting to dissipate and it was uh common with aluminum now the Opposite of that principle, and anyone can look this up. This is, I'm going to try to cite things during the show. So that way, if you're going, oh, this is conspiracy theory based. It's not cloud seeding works on a basis that an iodide attracts water droplets. And it was first put into the mainstream. So everybody knew about it during the Olympics in China, they were going through a drought and China just told everybody, don't worry, we're going to make it rain. Don't worry when it comes to the winter Olympics in 2022, we're going to take care of the water droplets to increase the likelihood of rain. We're going to do this by putting the chemicals up into the sky and seeding the clouds. But at what point did we first in the world, uh, when did our military first discover, Hey, if we can control the weather, you know, we can kind of control the world. I think that was Lyndon B. Johnson. Correct.
2: Uh, Absolutely. And the, Best thing about Franken-Skies, well, one, it doesn't have a narrator, I Documentaries and narrators are are different than Franken-Skies. Franken-Skies is a documentary without a narration, because it's not about me, you know, it's really not. And I hardly wanted to be in the movie, but my editor snuck me in there in the end. But when did it all begin? And this is so hard to even grasp. So for one, the cloud seeding thing, if you rewind all the way to the seventies, it was common knowledge, which is wild. Okay. So then that information was swept under the rug, because these evil think tanks or whatever it is, they know how how to uh, perpetuate information and control the masses and how, how people perceive things. And so they Kept it from people this concept, but there's newspaper articles that actually say that farmers in the Midwest are seeding clouds with the minerals that they need for their crops. So, say your mineral, your your crops are mineral deficient of potassium, and they're they're seeding the clouds with potassium, having rain, water, and potassium on their crops. That common knowledge. So, in 1912, we're going to go all the way back there now. 1912 this man, Charles Hatfield, Professor Hatfield, he was hired in San Diego because he said he could um, spray this dust in the atmosphere and seed clouds. Um, Basically, you put some sort of dust in the atmosphere that water droplets are going to attract to, and then they get heavy and fall fall, I believe it's called hydroscopic. Uh, molecules or whatever. So you put, I mean, it, they ended up learning silver iodide work really well. But in the movie, if you watch Franken Skies, the, the military quotes, how much they used um, dry ice, which is frozen carbon dioxide, CO2. So the pump in the atmosphere is CO2. And then later they blame us and say it's us, which is not and that's, a whole, that's another story. But it's kind of the same story, which geoengineering makes heat waves and all these sort of things. And they say, Oh, no, that's not ongoing. And one thing to know, and I'll get back to Hatfield, is the word geoengineering is the exact same as chemtrails. They say chemtrails is a dirty word. They say geoengineering is the solution to global warming. And it's this classic Hegelian dialectic problem reaction solution. The problem is chemtrails, AKA geoengineering, creating heat waves, making crazy tornadoes and exacerbating hurricanes and making fires and making wind storms on fires when you could be putting the fires out with rain, but you're not, you know, making drought, all these things. And then blaming what us and saying, Oh, we need, you know, 15 minute cities, climate change, lockdowns and geoengineering, which is dimming the sun to slow down the heating of the planet. But what we don't what the populace doesn't grasp is the real problem is actually geoengineering chemtrails. That's why it's so important for people to wrap their heads around this professor Hatfield in 1912 in San Diego, he was hired by the city of San Diego because there's a drought. said I can make it rain. He built a 35 foot tower, went up and sprayed some patented chemical solution that attracted water molecules made the passing clouds dump. And he burst the dams, it flooded. And he was sued by the city, the people that hired him. That's correct. You know, and so it goes all the way back there, but the knowledge was swept under the rug because how could we be properly enslaved if we knew the truth? And, you know, what is that? Is that not sensitive enough for everyone that they want control? Okay. And that the they have created this scheme of carbon taxes and all this and that. But behind the scenes, they're wreaking havoc and pointing the finger at, you know, us. And that's how they can do their bidding is make us think that we need smart cities, smart meters, monitoring everything that we do into a social credit system dystopia where what already in London people are ratting each other out if they're taking long showers or they're not supposed to be showering every day and stuff like that, because that's not green. A lot of it's getting really slippery slopes, especially these 15 minute cities. If you, if you know about this stuff, um, they're, They're rolling them out in Canada. Not here because we have guns and we don't mess around, but they're doing it in other places first. Yeah. And so they're going to prototype- For now we have guns until- Yeah, exactly. Until Mm -hmm.
0: Newsom starts to erode that as well with the 28th and that jackass.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Oh, I'm really glad that one, you brought up a David Icke reference with problem, reaction, solution. I thought that was fantastic. And also uh, I, on my own podcast, I rail against these 15 minute cities Because I can see right through it. I agree with you totally. Um, And I think they're using, I, I, I would even say there is a genetic makeup of the basic human that lives in this idea of original sin. So that it's always the human's fault, right? You can't be born unless you're born into sin. Really? I didn't even do anything yet. I haven't taken my first breath. How could I have been born into original sin? So this idea of guilting people and gaslighting people into this belief that they're the problems with this climate i just i just don't buy it i don't buy it at all
2: i think it's easy because people have karma and then oh they yeah deep down know that they can play victim to their own karma and the occult know that they can play that card right and play make the populace or, you know, the world play victim, but they're, they're flipping it on them and, and, you know, exactly. It, yeah.
1: Exactly. Which brings me to my question for you. That was a long winded way to go about this, but do you think that this spraying interacts with us on an energetic level because we're assuming it's aerosolized nanometals in some cases, uh, on an energetic level, also on an awareness level, you know, with the pineal gland and all that other stuff to keep us at a level energy. It's almost like we're stagnant. And finally, do you think it interacts with cell phones and 5G? Because I have a story about chat GPT after mm-hmm. you're done.
2: Um, yes, it definitely interacts with um, 5G and all that. And that's why my passion is both chemtrails, Frankenskies skies Franken-Skies the movie, frankenskies.com where the movie lives, but also I make EMF protection clothing. Good. Because, because it's all linked. I make foam bags that black out your phone, baby blankets, you name it. Even um, these hoods that are mesh where the AI and the social credit can't see you and get your retinal scan and all that stuff. And that's called Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O. It's a Latin word for hope. It's over at spirogear.com. And to answer your question, the first one, it's a spiritual battle. I firmly believe it's a spiritual battle and the powers that be, so it gets really deep. I believe that astrologically, we're going into a time where the, 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 they through, I mean, like it's so deep and it's like people are different levels of understanding, but well, just the, the, reader's
1: digest version, right? We got some bad guys, right? right? So what we did, got some do bad they guys. Do, right? They exactly. want to keep us. Go.
2: They, so, so they want to keep us in a radio station that's locked in this one frequency. They want to keep us at a top
1: 40 radio station, the worst right. you
2: can even think. Of. And we're supposed to be evolving and 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 rising consciousness and maybe coming into like um what you would call supernatural capabilities through awareness to the pineal gland and all that sort of stuff like you mentioned and the they want to keep their grip and you know it gets really kind of spiritual and stuff if you if you think about it because there's a transhumanism agenda and this whole like transfer of consciousness and all of this nonsense and singularity and all that lines up with the smart cities and and like we have to honor our spirituality and our destiny and kind of buck this thing and create an alternative for the, for the future generations. But it's hard for people to to grasp that there's a actual battle of good and evil happening right before their eyes. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. It's too grand, right? It's it's on some level, it's too big for people to comprehend because Mm -hmm. the powers that be the bad guys, right? The bad guys have this knowledge that's way up here and they're trying to keep everybody way down here. Mm -hmm. And I asked chat GPT a bunch of questions in the form of I'm writing a sci-fi thriller. Hmm. And are you aware of the eighth sphere at all? Have you heard of that phrase?
2: I'm not off the top of my head. No,
1: no, no, it's okay. (laughs) No one has. I mean, very few people. So the eighth sphere is basically a spiritual Mm cul-de-sac. So when we think we're progressing, we're really going down this, this side road. And when we do that, we're replacing our own spiritual progression and our own awareness with technology. So mm-hmm. the, basic, the basic quickest example of this is when you think of somebody and you want to get in touch with them, you reach out to them mentally and then you get a response, right? In a perfect world, we're able to be psychically connected. But during the eighth sphere progression, what do we do? We dial a cell phone. We send an email. We rely mm-hmm. on technology for abilities that we have inherently on our own, but we're not trained how to use them. So when true. I, when I asked chat GPT to create a sci-fi thriller that interacts with graphene oxide, nano injections, 5g, um chemtrails, and how to get out of the eighth sphere and whether or not they maintain the eighth sphere. I was told I was dangerous and I mm-hmm. had to ask it multiple times and rephrase my question to say no 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 i'm a writer this is only fictitious and we're writing a thriller and eventually it (laughs) it answered very interesting stuff so i what i wanted to ask you though is how do you think these chemtrails we know that they're interacting with the weather but do you think they're interacting with the magnetic fields of the planet which by the way also affects our electromagnetic fields
0: well, that that goes into something I want Matt to address too. With oh, Harp, with, with with Harp and um, the towers in Russia by Chernobyl. can you can you tell listeners a little bit about how that was being used from a magnetic field standpoint, uh, and how that is tied into weather and the documents that you published in Franken
2: Skies? So, so firstly, um, to finish on the question that Chris asked about the uh, connection with and the sci-fi movie, which that's a lot, the connection between the sprain of the chemtrail, this is a long-term agenda, agenda 2050. So these evil scumbags came together. They're like, okay, there's lead in the paint. We can't have lead in the paint. It's going to protect them from 5G. We got to be able to control them in the future. There's lead in the gasoline. We've been poisoning the streets with exhaust. It's actually lead in the fumes of the gasoline. We're going to we're gonna flip it to unleaded. We're going to blame the kids for eating the paint. We're going to get that paint out of there first, because we've got to target humanity in like 50 years. They, they literally come together in these think tanks and are like agenda 2050. That was like before the year 2000. Like, and they're like, okay, we're going to do 9-11. So their agenda 2050 is to slowly get these metals in the people, get them consenting to the injections, of graphene, whatever, get them consenting to the uh, 5G phone, 6G phone or whatever, if that's even possible, The um, some sort of Elon Musk Neuralink thing and like these upgrades, because the phones are going to creep themselves inside the humans, obviously, you know, um, with the whatever it may be whatever pop thing they can do and elon musk's child that doesn't even have a real name through grimes grimes sold her soul publicly and then they had a child and he's got all the symbols his names and he's the front prototype like front runner poster child for this transhumanism agenda because no other parents would hand their child to elon musk and be like yeah put chips in the, their brain sure so long agenda is to have an interface where the cell towers interact with the phones that are inside the people's bodies the metallic aerosols have ended up in the people so much and this will all be through consent in a weird way and also through this fear because people are gonna all of a sudden not be able to procreate because that's the 5G agenda. The 5G agenda is to get these millimeter size carrier waves blasting everybody. Millimeter is the width of a penny. A penny is one and a half millimeters. People's reproductive organs, if you're born and raised in a 5G environment, by the time you're of age in 16 years, because the 5G is rolling out right now, 16 years, a lot of these people won't be able to have kids, especially they're walking around with the phones in their back pocket. 5G is completely different. And I could talk about it for a long time because I'm in here. I made these blackout phone bags. I've had to go into version six of these blackout phone bags since March 2020 because the technology that I had stopped working because the phones were getting cranked up. And everyone's like, I'm sick. I can't believe it. I don't know. Your phone just went up 100 times in radiation to a new form of radiation, something that humanity's never seen, something that's absorptive, cumulative, all these sort of things if people grasp what was going on. So in the history of it, they used... um, So HARP is was in was in Alaska and it's an acronym, H-A-A-R-P. And it's this football field of antennas. And each antenna is like 45 feet tall. And these antennas basically can microwave the sky. So in a microwave, like in your kitchen, I hope you don't have one, throw it away. But if you have one, what happens is you put your food in there and there's intersecting radio waves intersecting. And by these things, these two micro sized radio waves, when they intersect and hit your food, they cause the water to oscillate and heat up. And that's how you heat the food. They can do that with this antenna array harp in the atmosphere, the ionosphere, especially which is a layer of the atmosphere. And so what happens is chemtrails, especially can be laid out um, different chemicals. Maybe they'll lay some aluminum, which is the long persistence trails. They'll lay some barium, which is the short trails that dissipate quickly that people think are condensation. Those are barium. FYI, the contrails, a con FYI, you guys is all getting, very new and interesting, but it's a whole, it's a very diabolical plan. So they mix these chemicals in the sky together and then they zap them with intersecting radio waves and microwave the sky and can create high pressure. So when you watch the weather channel or back in the day, when we watched the weather on the news, there's H's and L's like moving the systems around H's are hot air rising and L's are sinking air. If you clash the two, you can make uh, hurricanes and tornadoes. And if you can make high pressure, you can steer jet streams and make drought and all that sort of stuff. So to engineer the weather, they realized that they could make high pressure through harp. And so harp was just in Alaska, but it could steer jet streams and stuff like that. But if you watch my movie, they actually pass it on. They're like, we've used it. DARPA got its hands on it. We're passing it on. Maybe the universities or whatever. We've done our work, but now we're moving on. It's because they have these mobile now, or not even, not all of them are, but they're they, they call them next or Doppler there's big golf ball looking things on the side of mountains. And they say they're predicting the weather, they're controlling the weather. How ironic. And those things are used to do the job of harp and um, intersect radio waves in the atmosphere to push around systems. And so in Chernobyl, when there was the um, radiation clouds, they utilize that technology to push around the stuff and get it to where they wanted to go, go different directions and stuff like that. So that's like a modernized version in a public version. What's interesting when you mentioned how they like publicly drop in the information, like, Oh, China did it to move the smog out. So China can control the wet. they, they, they spoon feed the public. Oh, Dubai's using lasers to make rain. And it's like, they're ex- disclosing that it's, that it's, that we can do it, but I feel like that eventually they're going to come out and say, "Hey, we can control the weather, everyone. Just you know, we have to do it this certain way, and that's what we're doing with the chemtrails or whatever." Because it's very fishy how they reveal their truth, right? And maybe it's just the mind control. Because at the end of the day, their disclosure mechanisms, mechanisms, their confusion tactics—it's all divide and conquer. So like, they tell people what they're doing, but they don't tell them exactly. And then we're elated and we're trying to be like, "Look, they put their shoe in their mouth," and people are still like deer in the headlights. And it kind of like ends up, it, it works out for them. It evidently, <laughs> you know, like they show pictures of chemtrails and say, geoengineering looks like this. And it's the solution and it is your savior, but we're not doing it yet. And we may do it one day. Those people see that photo, they go outside, they see that exact thing in the sky. And they're like, no, no, that's a good thing. But it's not yet. I'm educated. You know, it's, it's very proper mind control if you think about it.
0: Have you seen the uh, new Samsung phones that take photos of the moon? Have you have you have you heard about those? And people are taking these photos of our moon, and they look like they have a huge telescopic lens on them. Have you heard about that, Matt?
2: That sounds awesome. I'd like okay. to. I'd like to see that. No, um, me, I don't know of that. Let me, let
0: me explain why this matters to this mm. conversation. So uh, a friend came over to my home. They show me a photo they took of the moon. I'm a photographer. I teach it for a living. And I look at the photo. I said, well, that's awesome. What did you take that with? And they show me the phone. And I said, give me your phone. I look at the lens. I said, bull, there is no way that this phone took that image. And he Mm -hmm. goes, oh yeah, man, this just zoom right in and bam, there it is. Come to find out what the Samsung phone does. It uses an algorithm an artificial intelligence to give you an image of what that moon should look like when you zoom in. And no so every every fool way. that's taken a photo of the moon is not actually taking a photo of the moon. They're getting a AI algorithm image that the phone's programmed to do. I bring that up because wow. Chris pointed out something very uh, interesting recently. He said, have you noticed that the skies, we haven't had any true blue skies lately. And uh, since he said that we've actually gotten about several. Uh, so that I was know, actually now. nice <laughs> now, um, but we weren't having them for like the first six months of this, this year in 2023. And when you take a photo with your phone, it was making it look like if there was a bluer sky than there really was which leads me down the path of me thinking that when people are taking these photos that there's a lot more to these algorithms and color correction that's going on on the inside of the phones whether it's an apple device a samsung device android whatever it really doesn't matter and so you know i think that when people look up at the sky they're living in an illusion Mm -hmm. That is being made by the technology around them as well. When they go to take their photographs and they're unaware of the illusion and the magic that's happening around them to kind of keep them dumb to what they're looking at. And so watching your film, and I feel like we're covering a lot of stuff, but I want to get back to like the, the, the fact-based stuff that I think the people that are going to be like, oh, look, they, they really went kind of crazy out into what they want. I want to get into the accessibility part of this. The accessibility is, yeah, I can just prove to you that your phone's lying to you. It's 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 definitely not what it, what you're actually looking at. But for these grids that we're seeing up in the sky across the United States, that they spray and then it gets cloudy for several days with no rain in sight when did you find that our government first started using these type of sprayers in planes based upon the videos that you uncovered and what we saw in Franken skies?
2: Well, I learned to follow the patents. That's really what got me. People want to be able to sink their teeth into something, you know, and to be able to convey the message and to really process it. And share it with their friend family and peers people want to know the who what why where when how all this nitty-gritty details and the patents really tell a story when you patent something it's not because you just have some like idea it's because you have created something you don't want someone to steal and you're probably going to be utilizing it and so nasa whoa nasa this is like NASA's just a whole story in and of itself right now the daily budget of nasa is 80 something million. I think it's 88 million when I looked it up a couple of weeks ago. 88 million dollars per day is their budget. They have a chemtrail p- program hidden in plain sight. It's called CARE. C A R E. Literally. They don't care, really. They're it's a, it's it's like a kick in the face to people who know the truth. It stands for Charged Aerosol Release Experiment and they make noctilucent clouds. They spray, guess what? Aluminum, barium, strontium in the sky to make these fake clouds to experiment with making clouds to maybe be able to make a cloud cover one day to save us from our doom, right? But if you look into it, their patents, they got these barium release rocket patents from 1976, I believe. And these, that's how I started even putting the pieces together because I live in, I've lived in all these different places, Vancouver, Canada, Sedona, Arizona, um, Northern California, coastal California. I'm now in Ashland, Oregon, and all these different places have different microclimates and they spray like crazy in all the places that I live. Cause I tend to live in like high consciousness places. And I think there's a correlation there either way. I've witnessed a lot and I've been on mountain farms and this and that. And I'm watching the sky every freaking day. Cause that's who I am. I'm the, the dude. And there's definitely these rocket kind of drone things that are, um, coming off, coming up, Really, they're not like going across the sky and they're coming up. Like they've been launched somewhere close and they're like rockets going up. And I started uh, tr- like linking the patents to what I'm seeing visually. Right. And then you can look at the footage that the military is putting their foot in the mouth when they're like sharpening their tools and have as the footage. We dug a lot of that footage out of Texas AM archives. m hmm. archives. Um, me and my editor, like we found a, a lot of like some of these universities stashed these things away and don't think that we know how to do any research, but evidently we do. So the patents really tell a story and then you can see, follow the the money and i mean nasa doesn't really spend 88 million dollars a day on <laughs> space exploration you know um that that's whole story in and of itself like i've got a big followership on facebook matt landman please follow me i've got 70 something thousand followers and the other day i was like one thousand dollars to the first person who sends me an actual photo of the planet Earth, like a full photo from space. You know, it's all CGI. Not one person could send me a photo, so NASA doesn't spend their money on freaking space flying around and stuff. They're spraying us with that, and you can look into it through through that. Um, but there's a so, lot.
0: So, so, so you believe there's never been a photo from space of the Earth. That's that's where you stand.
1: Uh, thousand dollars. Cash. So, I'll I'll take a piece of that. Take on
0: Matt's piece, side. Take a piece on. I
2: I
1: know I know. Oh, yeah, on Matt's side. <laughs> I <know>. so, <laughs> so,
2: so, no, so, I, I I I honor my word. I do like Frankenstein's giveaways, giveaway DVDs and stuff like that, and um whatever giveaways for my products and all this. I got t-shirts. T- t- da da da. There ain't one single photo of the Earth. I do my research. I'm a researcher. I, so, I used to so, be a so so define space.
0: Define space.
2: What is space? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I haven't been, I have not, I don't know if anybody's been there. I think that it's all vibrational. I think that in physicality, in physical form, we likely can't go into that um vibration, you know. But we have souls and a higher self and a lot of more stuff's going on. What's really fascinating about the transhumanist agenda, and you'll really like this, Chris, as well, is we're supposed to be evolving bottom up. Like we're supposed to be um learning about our non- physical self and evolving bottom up into the spiritual realm. So they, so there's like this bottom to the top evolution we're supposed to have. And so the, and then, and then if you look at it from the higher self perspective, from the higher self, the higher self or the spirit, um, the soul is kind of like playing this like puppet in this overlay on top of the, us, our physical body, right? Temporary sp- physical body, having a human existence, but we have a spiritual, eternal side you know i guess it's eternal i don't know but anyways the that same like mechanism of a top down up down like evolution that we're supposed to be coming into concept of the transhumanism makes us the human and it stokes the ego so much it makes us the human the higher self and then we are like playing this avatar of our um av- avatar like tw- agenda 2050 everyone's at home because they're afraid of everything and they're and they're steering with like ai goggles and stuff they're steering their avatar that goes on the world and does their bidding you know and so how could they pull that off and then eventually they transfer the consciousness into their cyborg version of self and like there's this whole stoking of the ego but that's not a bottom up evolution that's a bottom down you know it's like actually the, the creation of hell is, is transhumanism so we're witnessing this like split in reality and like the creation of, of like heaven and hell, if you decide to go completely technology or honor your spiritual self, you know, you're giving choice, but in a really vague and trickery way. And that's why it's kind of messed up. Hmm.
0: Well, we got to take a break here. <laughs> we're, we're, we're uh, coming up just over 30 minutes. We're in 34 minutes. And uh just to keep the show balanced, we got to get a word from our sponsors in uh, Matt. Do you want to stick around with us here for, for more?
2: Yeah. Let's do a little more. That
0: sounds good. Sounds good. All right, everybody. Uh, we got to get a quick word from our sponsors, like, uh, the Genesis H O C L Fogger. They have the atomizer. You can set it and forget it at your home helps rid the room of viruses and bacteria. And it's a hundred percent friendly for all of your pets, your family. Uh, and it's really safe and effective. It's awesome. You can go to genesisfogger.com backslash out loud to get a discount on that right now. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden and Chris Michaels here on the America Out Loud Network. Be right back.
1: It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing. Leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all.
2: If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk
0: of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal
2: cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CoFixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off.
0: Welcome back, Bold Americans, another segment here of the show. We've been talking to Matt Landman here on the show regarding his movie, *Franken Skies*, the Movie, which you can find frankenskiesthemovie.com. And uh, we've kind of gone into a lot of different topics, things that maybe I don't agree with, but I know this is more up your alley, Chris. So Chris, I'm turning the microphone over to you to continue on with Matt, and then I'll interject as I see fit.
1: (laughs) Okay, sounds good. So like I was saying, Matt, I drove from New York down to North Carolina. And the sky the whole time was a solid white. There was no blue sky. Um it wasn't dark out, but it wasn't sunny. Um it was bright, you could see shadows, but there was no blue sky. And there were no there were no trails in the sky either. So this was solid white. And you sometimes you saw clouds in front of, uh, the white background. Um, and those were probably more real clouds than whatever was in the background, but there were a few patches here or there, and you saw them spraying the chemtrails. Now what I noticed is that these planes do not show up on flight tracker apps. Have you seen anything like that on your side? Are these drones? And if they don't show up on flight tracker apps, I mean, who do they belong to? Anything in your research that would lead us into some direction? Uh,
2: yes, they're drones. Definitely. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, I think that when the program first got going, a lot of people were taking photos and and surprised um, in Europe, like that. Um, Ryan air had sprayers on them and stuff. And I think that like different governments are you know it's all new world order you know so it's up for it's above government but they will outsource it to airlines to fill in the gaps and then they're subsidized and all that sort of stuff mostly it's been drones nowadays it's all drones i think i think it's just all drones and i'll even um i've even witnessed where they're really small but they look like they're super high in the sky because they're small but they're not i've seen them come over the the mountainside where they're really low to the ground and my mind is like oh wow it's it's a tiny little thing but when i see it in the empty sky i just assume it's really high because it's so small right that's how your rationale is um the who is doing it you know it's it there's a lot so in 2001 this document um I've got a website actualactivists.com and on there i've got a lot of resources for 5g and fluoride and you name it and the chemtrail section has a document in there from the tropospheric aerosol program um so this document's called tap doe pdf pdf so in 2001 right before 9 11 march 2001 so 9 11 biggest distraction we'd ever seen really so no one's really going to be thinking about stuff like this then they're going to be thinking about all this other stuff but in March, 2001, this document came out and it's very wordy and they don't say the word chemtrails controls or geoengineering, but it's detailed, um, by the de- department of energy, um, that they are developing a tropospheric aerosol program. They spend like $5 million on risk assessment, risk aversion, like not being exposed exposure assessment, not being expo- caught, you know, there's, it's all budgeted out. They have drones and planes and helicopters and freaking ground-based stations and all this stuff. And to wrap your head around, this, like the the Department of Energy has created a chemtrail program. Meanwhile, NASA has got a chemtrail program. They're probably working together, right? So the Department of Energy has an insane budget. so So does NASA. And why would the Department of Energy have a chemtrail program? Well, the narrative now, so that was in 2001, the narrative now is geoengineering is the savior because of our emissions. So dirty energy is claiming global warming is not real what we're doing is okay and then evidently the liberal side like the blue liberal because we're so divided it's unreal the liberal side is like green and they're saying oh we need to act on this um, rewilding and green and geoengineering is actually okay and the biden administration leaked that they're actually doing it and everyone's like oh well you know we got to stop ourselves from climate change you know but the the, tr- the tropospheric aerosol program being ran by the Dirty Energy right wing um, Department of Energy, right? This is coal, oil, yeah, right? Why would they have a tropospheric aerosol program? Because they're behind this whole scheme, you know? So sure. the, sch- the scheme yeah. is, oh, well, we have to cut emissions, right? And we have to spray your skies. And global warming is not real, but the solution is this. So they're, they're playing both sides, basically. So it's the Department of Energy. And then what's crazy, Stranger Things, they demonize the Department of Energy, makes it into like a fairy tale. So then you bring this up to people, they're like, oh, I can Stranger Things. I'm like, oh, the Department of Energy was like, what, been making wormholes or whatever? It's like, yeah, the Department of Energy But it's like, if you look at this document, it's 2001. It really came out officially. And people with their, photos and everything they say mid 90s it really started to happen Um, before the mid 90s we we weren't seeing lines in the sky
1: oh yeah Um, i I can validate that one
2: another thing that i meant to mention that i didn't say in the last previous um segment that we did the patents align with the rainwater samples so people are like, oh man, they're spraying like crazy. Rain the next day, I'm going to sample this, and it's like aluminum, barium, strontium. The patents are like aluminum, barium, strontium, and it correlates to the same years. And people are like looking at the sky and they're like, what the heck? And these are patented fire accelerants. Fire accelerants being sprayed on our trees and forests, yeah. and we scratch our heads wondering why they're on fire
1: now. Yeah, what what started me down this chemtrail road years and years and years ago was by me. There is um, a whole belt of, of pine trees. And then all of a sudden, they all started to turn brown. And I go, wait a minute, they're supposed to be evergreens. That means they're always green. <laughs> why, why did they suddenly become brown? And then I, um, you know, I heard about chemtrails. I said, oh, it's nonsense. I'm not going to buy this stuff. And then, you know, once that pops into your head, you go, oh, wait a minute. I now see the fenords I now see the chemtrails above us. And Mm -hmm. so it's always, it's always stuck with me. And it's, it's not something you can technically do. So I try to make sure that I take uh, supplements or eat the right foods Mm -hmm. that are heavy metal detoxes. And it seems to have helped. Um, So I want to ask you about that. Have you heard of anything? We, We can't stop the chemtrails, right? It's going to happen. It's we can't potentially stop it. So how do we heal our own selves? Are we going to use cloud busters? Are there any supplements you're aware of? What do you think?
2: So I have a, um, an answer for that. And um, I've been on about 600 podcasts and radio shows and usually it's like at first it was like, Oh, what are the solutions? Chelation, detox, detox, detox. Yeah. That's still kind of fear-based. I like this empowerment. I have a, I have a very amazing, empowering solution. Uh, firstly, regarding your trees. If you, you can get a UV meter, actually. But if you just witness with your eyes and feel the freaking sun on your skin, you're getting sunburn when they spray. Like mm-hmm. they spray and the UV is through the roof. You can get it by UV meter for freaking 40 bucks on Amazon. But to each their own. You want to be an activist? You can, you can buy yourself an EMF meter, figure out what's going on in your home, you know? Or you yeah. can, you know, just ignore it. It's up to you. You know, there's degrees of it all. So the EMFs go, I mean, the... The, um, UV radiation goes through the roof when they spray and it, it burns those evergreens. It crisps the top. It makes them mess up. And then the aluminum gets in the soil. It prevents them from uptaking water properly and it messes up the tree from the inside and then they become vulnerable and then the beetles get them and stuff like that. So the human body, such this is, this is an amazing takeaway and I hope everyone can grasp or not grasp, but take this away. This is real good stuff. Um, for one, I'm 42, and I'm like the reason why I'm healthy is I'm learning um, because I've like looked at photos of I me mean, like five years ago, and I wasn't so healthy. Even 20 years ago, I was so healthy. Minerals are key. Mineralization is key. And when we get too much EMF, we're zinc deficient and different things. Mineral deficiency from EMFs leads to ailment, and we think we're we're sick from something else. I swear it's all minerals. It's all minerals. It's amazing when you start to learn about minerals. So when you're mineral deficient, you have a deficiency, your body's trying to absorb the minerals. What can it get? The food you give it, the water you give it, the air you give it, the environment, environmental. Okay. When your environment is toxic, which I'm sorry to say our environment is, is often pretty toxic, especially if we're eating like GMO foods and stuff like that, which is all very connected. Like people got to realize that this is like an octopus with all these tentacles and it involves everything. The glyphosate in the food breaks down your blood brain barrier, lets in the aluminum, the fluoride in the water breaks down the blood brain barrier and attracts the aluminum, aluminum fluoride come from the same uh, metal when they're smelted in the aluminum industry. And they like to combine in your brain and have these little explosions and cause Alzheimer's and dementia. So like understanding all this is very important. When you're mineral deficient, your body's trying to absorb the minerals that you need. Our body goes through it's like 112 minerals per day. 112 different minerals. So zinc, aluminum, blah, blah, blah. One of them is Einsteinium. We're not getting Einsteinium in our soil. Our soil's depleted. It's probably got like a dozen things in it. And then the plants and vegetables have like a dozen things in it. And they're definitely not putting gold, palladium, silver, and all these things in it, these noble elements. There's 112 minerals that our body burns through in a day. We don't get all of them. Okay. So we're deficient. So imagine our bodies want magnesium, um, magnesium, calcium, and some other things in the bones to build the bones and they're spraying radioactive strontium in the chemtrails that's close on the periodic periodic table. It's it's similar to Mm -hmm. magnesium calcium or something. So our bodies absorb these things into our bones and we get these toxins in our system. Okay. Well, there's this mineral that I take or this plant that I take. So it's all about being um, bioavailable. It's very important. So if you're taking like mineral supplements that are uh, rocks, the rocks don't have digestive enzymes. We don't know how to really process these things. And it's really not, you're not absorbing these minerals. So I've learned through Dr. Sebi S E B I, and he was a real activist and he died for his work, but he was through pH and all this, he's healing people. And then Nipsey Hussle, did a documentary he got killed mm-hmm. in the documentary and all that sort of stuff. Dr. Sebi put me onto, not personally, but through research, um cmos so i get these yeah. cmos cmos pills they're like 90 minerals and then now you find them that the companies have realized it's like all over the internet amazon whatever how you buy your stuff it's cmos rack and burdock these three things are combined and then you get the what? 114 minerals 112 minerals whatever that you need on a daily basis so you take these minerals bioavailable plant-based minerals on a daily basis and i've had people hit me up and be like oh my god matt my nails my hair yeah because we're, we're mineral deficient we don't realize that yeah, It's that important. So when you're up to speed on your minerals and you're not trying to absorb to- toxins from your environment, trying to get up to your minerals, then you're really taking, you know, healing in your own hands and empowering yourself. And then also that it's like a sea moss, a seaweed. It's yeah. um, mm-hmm. it's charged a certain way and it pulls the heavy metals out as well because of its ionic charge regarding cloud busters. That's neat. And I've mm-hmm. done a lot of research into Wilhelm Reich. And yeah. the the real deal about the Cloudbusters is they are intention amplifiers. Right. So we have this powerful intention. We're putting it in this thing. We think it's doing this work. We are no, the cloudbusters. It's us. Cloud yeah. it's right. us. And, it's, <laughs> and if you need to put it into that, that's cool. But we're really way more powerful than people could exactly. possibly conceive. Exactly.
1: So, so I, I'm a Reiki master. So I'm all, I know all about that oh, stuff. So that's fantastic. Chris. Uh, I, I wanted. to... Go ahead.
0: Let me interject a quick question here. So on my show on Tuesday, I have one of the, uh, uh, an incredible leading cancer researcher and oncologist, and he's been on the front lines of talking about COVID-19, the MRNA vaccines and turbo cancer. And so I'm going to be asking him questions on those lines. What would you want me to ask him on Tuesday's show, Matt, regarding the research that you've done on this aerosolized spraying? and how that has contributed to cancers, what, what, what would, uh, interest you and your listeners? And I'll make sure that I get that question into Dr. Mackus.
2: Well, I have a lot of people that contact me with cancer and it's, there's, there's this school of thought that certain things feed cancer. So you don't give it sugar. Okay. You don't give it what apples is that a sugar too? And then you don't give it too much iron i'm told like if uh, cancer eats iron so people end up kind of like living with it and kind of starving themselves i've noticed and and then they're bogged down by their environment and they're just hanging on for dear life honestly you know and mm-hmm. so my real question um well i don't, I don't really know i don't know I mean, the cancer is it's I, don't, I know it's not a one solution fits all one curative thing and i, I know that um, okay here's a question sure. if say you were pressured and you got the, the, the shot you know um, I know that I believe that it's like gene therapy so that's why they're pr- pr- pressuring the booster so much because they want your body to like take on this um, essentially it's a what genetic alteration right So that's what the MRNA thing is, is it alters your genes. So that's why like maybe one shot, I would like to know, like, what's the difference between getting one and getting all of them and how one could like potentially detox, you know, that's really what I want to know. Like, I know there's ways to detox these things, Okay. you know, I know there is.
1: So it's interesting that you bring up sea moss and seaweed because I just bought some seaweed and sea moss supplements last week. And um, I think Dr. Peter McCullough has come up with the McCullough protocols uh, to detox from the spike protein. Mm. And that involves a Japanese seaweed. If I remember correctly, don't ask me to spell it. It begins with a K. Mm -hmm. Um, Good luck on that. But I also wanted to bring up something when I first started to research all of these spike proteins and uh, and when we were hearing about the graphene oxide injections, if you look up the NIH uh, in Google, NIH 2014 graphene oxide detox, and you have to type in 2014, otherwise you won't find this. It talks about how you can use fulvic acid and humic acid to detox heavy metals from your system, and it's possibly the most, uh, the most efficient way to get heavy metals out of your system, specifically graphene oxide. So where does that stuff come from? It comes from the soil. We haven't had good soil in how long because of big pharma and God knows what else. So now we used to get fulvic and humic acid just from vegetables and plants. Mm-hmm. We don't get that anymore. We need these, we need some kind of supplement, apparently. Or if you're good enough at growing yourself, Irish sea moss, right? Could that be it?
0: Yeah, that, that, that that's that's McCullough's formula, Irish
2: oh, sea moss. Okay. I've been feeding it. So the pills that I take, I've been feeding it to my garden, and they, it it seems to love it. I I shake it up in water, and it, I mean it's plant based, bioavailable. I top feed. I put it on the on the, my tomatoes on the top. Seems to really they seem to really like it, and maybe the vegetables that I'm making will be more uh, mineral yeah. dense. You know, mineral density is really important. Oh, and also. Um, the gut brain, um, biome is super important. I've learned about, um, I, I removed cavities from my mouth just by rinsing with coconut oil, because it makes this balance in your mouth, um, where it pulls out the bad, but leaves the good, um, bacteria and the good bacteria will actually eat away at a cavity. And then by having a healthy mouth biome, there's actually like a throat biome and then a gut biome that connects to your brain and all these things together create uh, a healthy system. You know, if you can make your system proper, it knows how to detox and to do everything, but everything is electrical. And if you start severing these different connections, like I even got rid of mouthwash because you're just killing everything. You know, you don't need to be killing everything.
1: Kind of thing. Yeah. Right. That's hundred percent correct when it comes to that stuff. I think, um, I think trying to get back to a more natural state is the most important thing. I mean, um, there was a little bit of a time where I was looking at the soaps. I mean, why would you ever go to a store and buy a soap? Mm-hmm. All of the chemicals in there, specifically shampoos, the chemicals in there the, the, uh, contribute to hair loss. And the same companies that are making you buy your shampoos are the ones selling you the hair care products. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, gee, I wonder why that happens. You know, <laughs> it's like you have to go back And start to think as though you were in the 1800s what did they do back then Mm -hmm. right to really figure it out
2: well i've been learning and digging into and reading a lot of Rudolf steiner um,
1: oh yeah he's great
2: early 1900s but speaking directly to us it seems and he says that humanity has got to find a place where it can have half of its time 50 50 balance of its awake life half in tech because we're we want to do one hundred percent, which we don't need even need that, but half in tech and half no. in the natural world to find that balance and that rhythm. Because once you get connected to the natural world, you can start to literally, you know, it it's baby steps for a lot of people, and everyone is is at it at their own level, but being who we are as everyone's an activist in their own shape and form. And we like hold the torch. We know the truth. So it's up to us to convey the message to our friends, family, peers, coworkers, all these things, but we know how to meet them at their level. So we'd have to know how to do it right. So at my post office, um, I know my postal worker is frugal. So instead of being like, oh, there's fluoride in your toothpaste. I was like, you know, you can make your own toothpaste. It's just like three, right? Yeah. It's all how you and frame she, it. <laughs> and she looked it up and she was all proud to tell me that she'd ran out of toothpaste. And now she's making her own and how um, much money she was saving. I didn't once yes. say fluoride is poison, you know, but I dropped it on her and my own, I mean, maybe I kind of coerced her, but you know, there's different ways to drop it on people. And maybe later I'll ask her how she's feeling or maybe later I'll be like, have you read all the ingredients in the back? And you know, you don't even need that. Have your teeth fallen out? Cause you haven't had fluoride. No, they
1: haven't. Imagine right. that. Right, you, know, you don't want to. You have to. You have to figure out a way to talk to the Normans. <laughs>
2: right, exactly. And the natural world is is the connection that we can all have. You know, there's so much to learn about about all of it, about diet, and even the hijacking of the words, like the word diet. It's D I E die. Right, you know? yep. and and you, and you
1: go through the week, and what are you? You're weak, and by the end right. of the fifth day, you are weekend,
2: right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So all of that is interconnected, but owning, owning your sovereignty is about like knowing your surroundings, knowing the truth, spreading the truth, not being a victim to it, not burying your head in the sand. The chemtrails is something that, I mean, I've done lectures and it's a little bit confusing at first, but once you sink your teeth in and you have an open mind and eyes, and you start to look at the sky, you can see when they're, you know, messing with the I mean, they'll spray and then they'll zap the sky, and it'll have these ripples in the sky, like they're literally um microwaving the sky, and then a heat wave is that day. I mean, you're witnessing it firsthand, they're microwaving the sky, and you can mm-hmm. see the ripples from them doing it, you can see the plane spraying it. And there's ways to go about it that are really friendly so all this is very fear ridden and people want to be like mm-hmm. i can't go there what they're spraying chemicals on my children there's nothing i can do about it so how can you be more empowered with it and bring it in a space of love when there's beautiful days of blue skies there are some days of that cool cobalt blue still mm-hmm. and i think they're just like clearing the slate so they can like do, mix their chemicals better but either way there are these beautiful days in between where there are natural systems, natural clouds. And I'll bring that to the attention of my friend, families, and peers 1st mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you're the guy's chemtrail guy. I'm like, yeah, 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 sure. And I slowly get to know them. And then on a beautiful freaking day, I'm like, wow, this is beautiful. I get, I bet you, you don't see a single plane in the sky today. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. And if you do, it won't be spraying anything out of the back. It'll just be a plane. You know, Mm -hmm. because we have an airport over here where the planes go, you know, here and there. But the chemtrail planes don't go anywhere near the airport; they go the other way. You know, so people start to just see it in their own way. Nobody wants to have their cage rattled and have you screaming with your tinfoil hat on that they're spraying us like bugs. And that's how chemtrails were so easily convoluted because the powers that be, the CIA or whoever, they were able to um, shape it in a way that. Made it sound like that we only thought that we were being sprayed with poisons. And so it's like, oh, they're spraying with poisons. Oh, they're spraying with poisons. They're spraying with poisons. They're trying to kill us. They're trying to kill us. No, they're controlling the weather. It's very much more grounded. They're making it rain or not. They've got patents that go all the way back to 1912. If you just do a little digging, you'll see that it's self evident that they do do it. They are doing it. They can do it. They would do it if they could. They've even said control the weather, control the world right before JFK got killed, and then this dude got in control, Lyndon B. Johnson, and then everything. Dude, even in in Vietnam, they made it flood, and the whole world had to come together and unanimously vote, unanimously voted in the UN after they witnessed Project Popeye, where they mm-hmm. flooded Vietnam. The, all the countries came together and voted that you can't do it in war anymore, but you can do it to your own people because that's fair game because it's
1: research, Oddly documentation, enough. you know. So Oddly enough, I've we're seen at. very from footage from the Ukraine. All of their skies are really, really blue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. uh, well, Matt, this has been awesome. I'm, I'm really glad that you could join us on the show. I just want to kind of uh, go through all of your socials right now, so people can connect with you should they have more questions. So, first, you can find them on Twitter at actualactivist, and then the websites that he mentioned. You have Spiro Gear com, which is S P E R O gear.com the actual activist.com website. And then the, the movie that I really recommend people to watch Frankenskies.com, uh, which I'm sure Matt, you're trying to find probably a, a platform to get that back up on rather quickly. Um, I know that you said Vimeo just pulled it. Is it on rumble? Is it, is it available? Where can people find it?
2: I put it everywhere. So it's everywhere. Okay. And then it gets, Slowly, it's getting pulled, and people are witnessing this. And actually, what's beautiful and amazing is people are witnessing it, and they're seeing it get pulled. They're reposting it on their own platform. So there's like people that I'd never even heard of, and I find them somewhere on some platform, Odyssey, shoot whatever. I've got my own shoot you know. But I find my movie out there in the world, and it's got like a hundred thousand views or something. And I'm like, thank you, world. It takes a village. What are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Like. My name was all over the internet a couple of years ago and YouTube and I had a channel and brrr, and now you try to f- find it in like a geoengineering documentary. It, it shows you um, Geostorm. It's a Hollywood movie, you yeah. know? So the censorship's every-
0: real. The censorship real. is real and the people behind the censorship uh, have been coming after me over the last 24 hours. Um, I, I am well aware that this goes beyond, uh, just chemtrails, that this is something that really spreads out to all people's lives and, um, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, looking forward to the sequel that you're working on. Keep us posted. You know, we can come back on here anytime and, uh, talk about that. And, uh, Matt, it's, it's been awesome having you here on the show. I uh, appreciate you taking the time to talk to Chris and I.
2: Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate it. And thanks for the part that you play and, um, and anyone out there, if you're interested in, you know, getting your hands on a DVD, email me at frankinskies at gmail.com or go on any platform and just find the movie Frank and Skies. It's, it's out there and it is waiting to be seen by you. So thank you very much.
0: Excellent. All right, everybody, we're going to wrap this segment up and come back after the break when Chris and I are going to talk about the main stories that have been happening uh, both on our podcast as well as in the world and pick a winner and a loser of the week once again, and give you the results from last week's winner and loser of the week. We'll be right back. You guys are listening to American Bolden with Greg Bolden and Chris Michaels here on the America Out Loud Network.
1: Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness.
0: Welcome back, Bold Americans, final segment here. That was our guest, Matt Landman, talking about uh, a lot of topics. Really, we got into more than I even imagined we would get into. Um, And so I appreciate his time. But let's get to the meat and potatoes, what we look forward to every single Friday. Chris Michaels and I recapping the entire week. So, uh, Chris, uh, I've had a pretty boring week. How about you?
1: Oh, I've done nothing but scratch ass and watch paint dry nothing fun over on my end
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep nothing has happened in my world either no, it's been really no. boring yeah um I, I saw <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, what do you want to talk about oh if let's you, talk about you you can ask me questions <laughs> because uh ah. I guess I stepped in it
1: <laughs> i so I was pretty much out all weekend I tried to commit to not looking at my phone as much not following up on stories. <laughs> And then you lay this ostrich egg and get into all kinds of trouble. And I, you know, I glanced at my phone like later on and I saw what the numbers were. And I'm like, what the hell is this going on?
0: So (laughs) you you had the same reaction that I had.
1: uh, Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Turned out that I was completely wrong by saying this person was aligned to uh, Bill Gates's daughter. And trust me, I looked high and low for that reference cuz I couldn't make that up if I wanted to.
0: Yeah, you, and you said, I, said that I last Friday and you led me down this stupid rabbit hole <laughs> that now has people threatening my well-being. No way. And... Oh,
1: who's threatening your well-being? Nobody's threatening your well-being. Uh,
0: okay. Um I'm not sure how much I should publicly share on my podcast But if you're paying attention to the topics of my shows this week, I've cryptically hid everything in plain sight for everybody, including Mm -hmm. yesterday's show uh, where Socrates talks about, you know, your bias while he's on trial to his death. Yes, that was a cryptic reference directly to my situation. So Uh I've had fun with it this week, Um, but I am looking forward to being your friendly neighborhood podcaster uh that comes on with Chris Michaels each week tells you feel good ways to talk about politics and stuff in the country, uh, and helps bridge the divide between Republicans and Democrats because I'm neither. And I want to get back to that world and not the world of yes um
1: <laughs> of having
0: that. yeah so so here's what I can <laughs> so share.
1: Wait, okay. All right, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. So I mean
0: I talked about it on my show already. So I'm not going to recap the whole situation all over yes. again. Right. Um but I have very uh, prominent writers. Let's leave it at that because I don't even know if the, the no, publications. You, no, you can't yeah. talk. Yeah. yeah the, the publications likely don't want me uh, putting that So out. big wigs. Big wigs. Like, okay. holy holy crap, big wigs. I'm going to make it right. worse. Um, and everybody's telling me uh, that they have been holding on to very similar information of what I put out there. But they couldn't go live with it. Um, because of the nature of their publications, as well as for the fact that one person said to me, they gave me this, uh, analogy. He said, just be mindful, Greg, when you start doing investigative journalism, which he goes, you're not an investigative journalist because I can tell you're not being careful enough, but when you start doing investigative journalism, I mean, that that's what he was getting at. Wasn't he? he said, you're pulling at a string, uh-huh. but be careful. The person that you're going to find on the other side of that string, because sometimes you may not want to meet them. Yeah. And I thought that that was a really interesting and valid analogy that he gave me. Um, and I said to him, I was like, look, I'm like, I-, I thought that I had enough based upon the geotagging of these photos. Uh, Not just the photo of her, right? Everybody's caught up on, like I did this based on the photo of her. No, I did this off of the account with the field in Germany and the fact that she didn't use a wheat field from the Ukraine in her photo. She used the same field that the photos were from this account that other people were sending me. Right. Here's what's baffling to me. Heavy.com runs the same damn story that I ran on Sunday. But yet mine gets picked up and runs all over the place as if I'm the first person to put all these pieces of the puzzle mm-hmm. together. I wasn't. And so I put that in my, my show the other day, like I need to give Stephanie at heavy.com the credit for putting all this stuff to get together. I was just the moron that actually said the guy's website out loud because it was his name, which she didn't do. Right. Had she done that, I think her story would have exploded a little bit more, but I've discovered that I've been throttled on Twitter. If you look at that post, I had 5.2 million views, and in the last 24 hours, it has not gone above 5.2 million views. Right. I have multiple reporters that have also told me they got locked out of their accounts by trying to follow me and message me. Yeah. Uh, I've had lots of people tell me they can't follow me, that they get an error message, and they've DM'd me for that. So I'm being throttled from even having the story out there. And here's what I've learned: I'm okay with that. <laughs> I really am. Because I because you are message received. Like when people say, Hey, that person got spooked. They went dark. Somebody must've got to them. Yeah. That, that I'm going to say it. You know what? Sorry, Malcolm, that shit is real. Like I've learned that that is real. Like my life right now has been one where I'm kind of looking both ways before I cross the street. So to speak, because I didn't realize what I was stepping in
1: and I'm not a remote starter or no,
0: (laughs) I do. Thank God. Never been so happy to to have a concealed carry license either.
1: (laughs) So here's what I was thinking, too, when all this blew up. Yeah. Right. Did you not only did you step in it? Right. You stepped on a landmine. Sure. uh, But did you potentially step on a Republican driven account? Yes. Making the Democrat seem so outrageously idiotic. That it has to be a Republican saying this kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So so the thing is, like the guy that I thought this might be linked to, which I haven't been able to talk to because he's blocked me since then when I asked him questions. After um, he threatened you. <laughs> well, yeah, he threatened me and I was like, hey, let's talk about this. You didn't talk to the Washington Post, you didn't talk to yeah. heavy.com. You're likely not going to talk to me, but like, can you please explain why you have these photos? Um, that never happened. Um, so yeah. It, I guess for for me, I don't know where I'm going with all this, Chris. No,
1: no, no, no. I didn't mean to to take us down this road. I just wanted to, because the reason why I bring that up, right, is with the Republican angle, is because we have feminine hygiene product Larry Dean Jones Jr., who pilfered your tweet on Sunday.
0: Uh, He's not the only one, though, but I mean, that's the other part. He's
1: a big one. And so he's, I want to know what he's getting, what his numbers are from all of this, because it could be what, what makes my gears turn is, did he steal this? Because he was supposed to be the person that was supposed to coordinate this exposure. And then he blocked you. And then he blocked me for calling him out about you. So I, I don't know his numbers.
0: And he's a big right-leaning account too. Um,
1: and here's another thing. If you go look him up, the only thing you find about this guy, Larry Dean Jones Jr., is that he wrote a couple of books. He supposedly is the CEO of telehealth or something like that. Tele but I, yeah, care. Telecare. You look up that, the website isn't even developed. Like there's no about section. It says coming soon for him. So so what's this guy doing? You know, <laughs> are we grifting here? Are we pyramid scheming the whole thing? <laughs> well i'm not asking for an answer i'm just being rhetorical about my own findings (laughs) here's,
0: here's here's what i'll share with you and then this will be the final thing that i will say about this because i'm going to move my life on from it
1: yes and it
0: will this will be recorded because i think that having this recorded is good for my safety i think that's why i want to put this out there
1: you're not suicidal
0: i'm not suicidal and yes i have receipts of uh very crazy things that i retweeted from an account aaron uh that you'll see where she connects this to the panama papers and beyond oh my um i have those receipts i'm not suicidal i don't plan (laughs) on researching it any further because i'm not an investigative journalist so i'm going to leave it there And, uh, walk away at this point in time, I've even thought about even whether or not I need to be on social media, quite honestly. (laughs) Um, I'm like one of those reluctant social media people to begin with, you know,
1: I hate social media, you know, I I can't stand
0: it in many ways. I'm kind of like, maybe I should be jumping off social media at this point in time. Maybe I don't need to be on Twitter. I don't need to have a presence. And I'm sure if I did that, people would be like, oh, look, that was like, I already have people that are like, I am Erica Marsh. Uh, people think that I am the account and that I did this. Uh, you,
1: you created the okay whole to, thing so you can to, give your own <laughs> get yeah, your own notoriety.
0: Exactly. Um <laughs> if I did that, I'm doing that horribly, let me tell you. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 been it's been a bizarre uh week for me. For yeah. All
1: this. You know what else is bizarre? Yeah. Uh finding Coke in the, in White, the White House, House. library. Yeah. Uh, and first then, it was the hazmat team and then it's my, outside of the white
0: house my but my, my buddy zach sends me a message today i gotta read this to my listeners because this is comedy at its finest he said <laughs> uh when he heard the news about the white house he said instantly my brain went off to an image of the whole staff affectionately going hunter like an old 90s sitcom <laughs> and him throwing his arms up with a grin and a silly shrug <laughs> Isn't that like what you exactly expect from that situation?
1: A hundred percent. And then you have all these media outlets and the, the white house is saying, we may never get to the bottom of this, who left the Coke there.
0: This was my never. favorite part about that story. <laughs> so I'm listening to the news and it was contradictory because the day that this broke, we found out that Hunter and his family were in the white house, yeah. you know, the day before it was found. Yeah. But then they make this comment and they say, uh, when they tested the substance, none of the Bidens were in the White House. Of course, they weren't in the White House because the hazmat team Just evacuated
1: them all the out. entire
0: White House and kicked them all out. So it's you got to pay attention to the lies that they tell you and the way that they paint information in order to make it convenient. Even Corrine John pierre she couldn't come up with anything oh. in order to address this this week. That's how you She's know the worst than there. <laughs> and then did you see... The video somebody put out uh, where it looks like he's like doing a bump of Coke during oh, the yeah, fireworks on the-, <laughs> on the, on the top of the balcony. And I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying he did. Okay. Like <laughs>
1: I'll I'm say, just saying- it. I, I am more than, <laughs> I am more than 90% sure. Chris Michaels in my own conjecture <laughs> that he did key bumps on the what, balcony of the white house. I mean, if you look at it, he says that he tries to be smooth and only drug addicts are this awkwardly unsmooth. He sits there, he puts one thumb by his nose and then he quickly runs the opposite hand to cover up his face for the cameras through his hair. And then he runs both hands through his hair. Like he's going to get rid of all the... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Hunter. They're real subtle. And he does twice. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but... But Here's my question. Yeah. It doesn't... Is it even hunters? Well, because I wouldn't be surprised if any of those Biden people would be involved in that.
0: I mean, look, I'm not going to throw Biden people's names under the carpet here, but um, I think it's documented. That's not the only person with drug issues Uh
1: in the family.
0: Right. So let's just leave that at that.
1: Or in the white house.
0: But then that's what I was going to get to. (laughs) I'm pretty sure if you're working in the white house, that, Cocaine might be the drug of choice to keep you up late at night. Um, It's a rich person's uh, designer type of drug to begin with. Uh, So I said to my wife, this probably isn't the first time there's been cocaine in the White House. It's just the first time somebody was stupid enough to leave their baggie behind in a room that's publicly used. Did you see Trump's uh, truth social message that he put out regarding all of this?
1: I skimmed it, and I don't remember it. So, so Trump put out this mess. Yes,
0: yeah, so I don't have it up in front of me, some paraphrasing, but he basically said, well, you know, when I was president, we had security cameras. Uh, so uh-huh. it should be very easy to find out who brought the cocaine and left it there because it's on camera.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, and here's they, the guy who knows. <laughs> right. And then they said, well, it was left in an area that is highly trafficked. So tours come around and they come and go. And then, well, no, it really wasn't that. It was yeah. actually... You know what else they area. do when you tour the White House?
0: <laughs> they they check search you. you. They check you. Ain't nobody bringing drugs into the White House but Snoop Dogg.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about Coke getting into the White House, let's go back to George Bush, senior. Yeah. Senior. I mean, he's we're talking about the say, Golden Triangle.
0: George Bush. Uh, maybe Bill Clinton. Clinton. Yeah, Clinton. I didn't inhale Clinton, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean I'm sure this is not
1: the last time and it's not the or first the first time, time. yeah right it's, it's, it's going to happen all the time right all the time just watching all of the tap dancing around this issue that they're trying to do like guys you're, you're ridiculous you're absolutely ridiculous with this yep <laughs> but did you here's another thing that I find or the narrative is crumbling right because we had the white House. And that narrative is now, if you had any doubts that that narrative is crumbling, have doubts no more, right? But we're also seeing the crumbling of the Ukraine narrative. Oh, yeah. Because today, a story came out that a whole bunch of high-level Americans, now, I would assume former government types and maybe some contractors or whatever, they are in secret talks with the Russians to end this whole Ukraine thing. And... Does everybody remember what Zelensky was saying earlier this week is that there are IEDs on top of the power plant Uh over there? And then Russia said, well, they're planning a false flag with a dirty missile and a dirty bomb. And then all of a sudden, all that went away. What? Why? Why did that all of a sudden go away? Who pulled the strings on that one? You know? Well, and.
0: The yeah. Biden White House has issued a statement that they didn't authorize any secret US Russia talks over the Ukraine war. Of that, course not. <laughs> no, they didn't <laughs> sanction those discussions. That that wasn't part of the plan. Uh,
1: no, of course. Why would they? They're they're making too much money. Right. They 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 love this idea of a perpetual war. Oh, it's, yeah. it's 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 sickening. But that's, it's absolutely on, sickening. that's
0: on both sides of the aisle. That's not oh, anything. Yeah. That is the military industrial complex. And they've been cashing in on that ever since September 11, 2001. We've been finding our ways to fight terror. Uh, and, you know, I used to think that Dick Cheney was like the most evil person and with Halliburton and everything. And now I just realized that it goes much further than that, that. Yes. There's just war profiteering is what makes this world go around.
1: You can uh, go back to the Barbary pirates <laughs> all the way back then. A more recent example, um, how about the Spanish-American War? Trying to get all of those sugar plantations. Yep. I mean, come on. It's it's the American way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Hey, so so other stories that are going on right now. So the, the biggest one that I think broke uh, yesterday, late yesterday, as we are talking here uh, on the Friday show, e- Elon Musk is vowing to sue uh, the Zuck. Over his Twitter killer, Meta Threads. Apparently, he poached Twitter uh, design technicians in order to create a copycat of Twitter on this new app. Now, I will tell everybody there's no way I will ever use Meta's threads, period. You have my word on that. I'm a man of my word. When I make a statement like this, I will never be on it, period. So I'm committing to that right now. Chris Michaels, will you commit with me to Uh, never use Zuckerberg's threads?
1: Yes. Okay,
0: great. Excellent. So now we've both committed to not doing this. What is going on with this data grab? It got 30 million people to download it in the first 24 hours. Why are people obsessed with just going with the next shiny thing?
1: How many of those 30 million people are actually just techies trying this thing out? Remember when meta came out itself? Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to be a game changer, and and then what happened? You had ten pedophiles in Meta and <laughs> going around doing awful things in the metaverse, and now there's nobody in there. I, I I doubt this thirty million number is anything more than a bunch of people trying it out. Now here's the other thing about Meta: what ha- uh, what happened today on Threads? I don't know because I didn't download it. <laughs> you no, know, well, yeah. Not only that, but immediately every conservative. Line was censored, accounts were blocked and kicked that, off. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. I
0: mean apparently whoa. when people tried to follow Donald Trump Jr., there was a message that came up that warned people about his account immediately. <laughs> so that was pre-programmed, you know, from the get-go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which is interesting, um, because there was a story that came out earlier in the week, and I wish I had it on me. Elon, there's a lawsuit going on, and Elon is a part of it. And it said something along the lines that Twitter didn't own the infrastructure.
0: Oh, that was uh, Ruby. Uh, Ruby came up with that tweet. Was it? Um, yeah. So let me see if I can pull that up uh, real quick here. So, what is her. Uh, I, I know it's Ruby, but I can't remember what her first name is. She's used to Twitter Spaces. Yeah, they're right. Hate her, but I can't remember what her name is.
1: Ru- uh, Kristen Ruby.
0: Is it Kristen Ruby? Yeah. Let me let me pull that up real quick while you.
1: You're... That may be it, and I think that's what happened. Um, so I'm quickly scanning. Here it is. Yeah. Yep.
0: Okay. Let me uh, let me share her uh, screen for everybody here, and we got it. All right, so it should be her thread about Elon Musk didn't purchase the other side of this. Um, There's a lawsuit for threads, and of course, she tweets way too much here.
1: Yeah, I know. So anyway, the point (laughs) is is that what we're looking at is that Elon Musk potentially bought A shell company. A shell
0: company, exactly.
1: And he did not actually buy the technology that runs Twitter. So then the next question is, who runs Twitter? Who owns the actual technology behind all of that? Which I would assume it would be something along the lines of DARPA.
0: Yeah. So here it is. Uh, Mudge learned that Twitter had never acquired proper legal rights to training material used to build Twitter's key machine learning models. The machine learning models at issue were some of the core models running the company's most basic products, like which tweets to show each user. So this means that Elon Musk doesn't have the actual brains of Twitter. He didn't purchase the rights to that. So if somebody like uh, Mark Zuckerberg is getting the license for it, this could be a really interesting lawsuit where somebody might say, hey, you know what, Elon, good luck with that Twitter, which may be why Elon is trying to turn this into X. Maybe he knew he was buying a name. Maybe he knew he had to build all of this. Uh, but definitely, this is a huge story right now um, because how do you fix this problem? That, that I mean, that's a great point.
1: Uh, technically, if, if this thing is licensed, whatever runs Twitter, then who is he paying royalties to? Who has Twitter paid royalties to? Because essentially, Twitter itself is a name only and a franchise of right. whatever this real product is. And if that's the case, then so could Zuckerberg could access the same thing, because being that Elon doesn't own it, somebody else does, Zuckerberg could enter into a franchise agreement with them too, essentially. So, Threads is just what the liberals have wanted since day one, which is an ultimate censorship machine. So it almost seems and, and I I still not I'm not gonna believe that threads is going to take off. I, I'm just not gonna believe it. So I would assume that threads is gonna be the um the testing ground for what Twitter could potentially become if Musk doesn't figure out this whole licensor thing. Right. Do you see what's going on in Las Vegas? Yes, with that weird orb, right?
0: Yeah. So they lit up the dome, like a $2.3 billion dome. And I've found these videos that are on this to be absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Um, you know, they have this ripple effect that's going on, uh, where you know it looks like uh there's these frequencies that are intersecting one another. And then a portal opens up and shows this astronaut type figure walking towards it slowly before getting sucked back into like this black hole. I just imagine like if you're driving and you see this thing, this has got to really mess with your senses, right? Like this has got to be something that's very just altering of your senses because this is a lot more realistic than I thought it was going to look.
1: Yeah. When this thing had, um, the fire mm-hmm. example. I, I don't know what they call it, but they, they did a whole bunch of different visuals on this huge orb, but they had like a, a burning ember type of program on it. And that was kind of bizarre. I mean, I think the whole idea of a, a huge sphere like that is bizarre in itself. I mean, what are you looking into? Are you looking into like a crystal ball kind of thing? Right. Are we looking into some portal? and? What I would be interested to know is whether or not CERN and Las Vegas are on any particular type of latitude or share some kind of ley line, because mm-hmm. that just is too bizarre. I mean, Vegas itself is on a ley line or a few ley lines. Right. So what are they going to do with that? What do you think it is? Do you think it's just so, some visual nonsense? No, or do you no, think no, it's no meaningful? not
0: at all. So, I think it's very meaningful. Um, I think that, you know, somebody that invests that type of money into the structure and then thinks about what they're going to put on it, there is a message that's being put out there by somebody who's producing it because they know it's going to be seen by the world. And if you've ever gone to like the Denver airport, there are tons of, uh, architecture and things that are talkative of the apocalypse, right? The, uh-huh. the horsemen and everything else. And that is very much uh, on purpose, right? There's there's things that are hidden amongst us at all times, but they're hidden in plain view. And I've always been really in tune to, to seeing that. And so I'm just in tune with what they're showing image wise with portals and astronauts and foreign beings, eyeballs that were reptilian, as well as human on this thing, the Mm -hmm. burning embers, the frequencies that are cross frequencies that are coming out, opening up portals, because that is very CERN like to begin with as well. Here we are almost on one year to the day when CERN turned up to the highest frequency and this thing launches. Uh, So, yeah, I think that, you know, it's, it's important to look at, at those type of things. Um, I don't know what they're trying to tell us, but it's definitely, um, definitely there.
1: Which is interesting that I didn't know that CERN was fired up almost a year ago today. Um, because have you seen those flight videos?
0: No, no. Hold on one second. You got to be kidding me. What? Don't, don't, don't go into the flight videos yet. So I not only was I correct on CERN. Yeah. But l- look at this. Exactly one year ago, the LHC started its third physics run at the 13.6 TEV, that largest. Look at the date, July 5th. And we're looking at the exact same timeline out in Vegas. So yeah, I mean, you could make a connection there. Interesting. uh, Yeah. So maybe there is more to that. Keep going. All right. Sorry. I had to interrupt and say
1: that. No, that's beautiful. Did you see all these videos about these people on the air flights? That are trying to get off of the plane, yes. Whilst it's in the sky,
0: yeah. Well, the 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 person's not human that's sitting next to them.
1: Uh huh. Um, and then there and, was another guy. Yeah. Britain. So he came
0: out today. The British guy. First, there was a woman who said, "Now there is a TikTok video of a gentleman who was on the flight. Apparently, you know whether yeah, this yeah. is a guy cashing in, but he said the guy had a hoodie on, and the only thing that freaked him about the guy." Is his eyelids did not seem to blink like regular eyelids. They seemed to close from the sides.
1: Right. Right. And if you notice her during her tirade about how she wants to get off a flight and yep. this person is not human. Yep. She's pointing with two fingers. Yes. The Fast middle finger and exactly. Yes. She's making yeah, this it. silly symbolism. And she, one arm is up, one arm is down. So it kind of looks like two fingers are pointing up, two fingers are pointing down, just like the Baphomet symbolism. So is this a psyop? Is she potentially an MKUltra type of person? And it kind of the programming kind of broke. We don't know, but it's certainly very bizarre that this woman gets up in the middle of a flight and says this person isn't human, and then all of a sudden starts to make all these occult hand gestures. And another interesting thing that she does is she puts, she has the two fingers up on either hand. She puts it in front of her and she connects them and then she wipes it.
0: I mm, didn't catch right? the watch.
1: She again. starts from the center and then she goes to either side. Like she is parting a veil or mm. blocking something, right? You're, you're creating a shield. So this woman, I refuse to believe, is just some regular ham and egger on an economy flight somewhere. <laughs> there's no way. There's absolutely no way.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm going to, uh, I'll play the video uh, real quick here. Um, I The audio, obviously there's a little bit of cursing here. I'm, I, I guess maybe I can center this and post later on. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. It's editorial. So I, I probably won't. Um, here's the video. Uh, so check this out. Uh, oh, I forgot to share sound. That would really be helpful.
1: Oh man. Case. Well, we can <laughs> ad lib it.
0: No, 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 no! That would be actually of, really. So hearing funny. the
1: curses, right? No, no, here we go.
0: Here we go. Hearing <laughs> the curses, I am telling right? You <laughs> right
1: now, here we go. Here we go. Now, that motherfucker! I am telling you, that right? motherfucker back there is right. not
2: real. And you can sit on this plane, and you can fucking die with them or not. I'm not going to. All
0: right, so that's the video there, oh, man. Yeah,
1: crazy, right? very, very shrieky. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, <laughs> really gets up there in the octaves.
0: I mean, I'm kind of glad she left the plane if I was a passenger.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I just want to go home on a flight. So, but this goes back to CERN. What happens if CERN is doing something? And what happens if our awareness is increasing? So we've all heard about, I mean, this goes back to ancient culture where we've got these doppelgangers and we've got these types of beings that are able to shapeshift and all this other stuff. I mean, it's in every culture. Every ancient culture has this. What happens if that type of awareness is becoming more pronounced? And so these shapeshifters and so on or so forth, they're not able to conceal themselves as easily anymore. That would be something that's interesting, especially if it's almost a year to the date this video comes out and CERN gets fired up. So that's where my mind led throughout all that.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's possible. I mean, God, you know, people are going to tune into today's show and yeah. uh, they'll be like, wow, we really went down rabbit holes.
1: Today. Don't do it sober. <laughs> that is Don't not, do it sober.
0: Yeah. That is not <laughs> normally where our uh, Friday recap show lives. Um, no. <laughs> yeah.
1: Matter of fact, to winners and losers. Yeah. We got to get the
0: winners and losers of the week. So last yes. week we did winners and losers of the week. And I just want to say that once again, we have split, we are now tied. Oh. We, 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 there is not a clear winner in all of this. I said that the winners were Asians. You said Biden and the people picked Asians uh, for the affirmative action case. Uh, but you had a clear win. Uh, at the end of the day with the loser of the week so this week we got to pick a brand new winner and loser all right so (laughs) i'm going to pick a winner of the week and so my winner of the week for this week is going to be none other than oh here it comes yeah Here it comes i'm gonna go with the winner of the week god i i I don't know do it Yeah, uh, I'm going to say, do it.
1: Yes, there you go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was the winner of the week. (laughs) Um, Accidentally, I fell into being the winner of the week, but uh, yeah, I created a absolute uh, crap storm on social media unintentionally Uh, have intelligence agencies uh, that have reached out. I have reporters. So maybe that makes me the loser of the week as well. But I certainly think that I was the winner of the week from the standpoint of I made some change. I I brought some awareness this week to people understand that not everything that you're interacting with is real on social media. And so I will take that as a win. Chris, you pick your winner of the week.
1: Man. Okay. So you stole my winner of the week. So I'm going to have to do some backpedaling. And I'm going to declare myself the winner of the week because if it wasn't for me completely messing up, you would never have gone down this rabbit hole. So you're welcome. And I thank you for the accolades behind the scenes. Because if it wasn't for my F up, you would still be sitting pretty in your ivory tower.
0: I, I would I would enjoy that much more. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes it to loser of the week. Yeah. And I pick loser of the week
1: Uh
0: as Hunter Biden's cocaine (laughs) because (laughs) it's been abandoned, it's lonely, and now it's in the possession of other people. And so the loser of the week would be Hunter Biden's cocaine for not being enjoyed for the 4th of July party and being taken out by the fire department and the great people of Washington, D.C. Who do you pick as your loser of the week?
1: Well, the loser of the week, in my opinion, has, uh, and this is going to be some red meat for uh, old lefty, Uh -uh. is it's going to be, I'm the loser. I'm the winner and I'm the loser. I'm the loser because I completely effed up the Erica Marsh thing, where I said that she was a friend of Bill Gates and I couldn't back it up to save my life. <laughs> I tried everything. I looked everywhere. I couldn't do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and It's funny because I was going to name you the loser, but I just didn't. You me... should have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <You> we'll, <laughs> we'll put that up on the, uh, the old socials for everybody to take a vote on. You can pick who was the winner and the loser, as always, when you vote on that when we have a clear winner at the end of this year, there will be a horrible challenge that the person oh, no. that loses will have to do. We're talking about possibly shaving our eyebrows See,
1: and, and doing a, a live
0: uh, a live show. shaving. Yeah. A live, so. a,
1: live, <laughs> a live shaving. And also you've got to be in a wife beater when you do it. Oh, uh, even so. better.
0: <laughs> you no, know, I'm representing USA. They, they won today. Um, against Trinidad, Tobago six to nothing. So I thought I'd put on my USA soccer Jersey today. So (laughs) that's what I was wearing for, uh, for the, the broadcast. All right, let's uh let's wrap up the formal show here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a blast. As always, go to at last call caravan. You can follow Chris Michaels at real Greg Bolden. You can follow me. Make sure you're listening to the last call podcast with Chris Michaels, in addition to mine. So you can get all of those tidbits of information throughout the week. Uh, I think that we both had some solid shows this week. People can go back and listen to if they miss them. And uh, we'll be back to do this all over again, the recap after we're done doing all of our shows next Friday. All right, everybody, you've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden and Chris Michaels here on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America.